Come on, let's give God some glory this morning, please, family. Come on, you could do better than that. Come on, I said give God some glory, please. Maybe I'm only talking... Maybe I'm only talking to the people that are watching online, but I said, give God some glory one more time. Annie, Eric, just a little bit more in the monitors, please. To pass the rookie, first lady, on their missionary work. To pass the Gill in his absence. Eric, Annie, grateful for your, uh, the tech team. Aaron. Pastor Daniel worship leader, Stephen's ministry, lay leaders, prayer warriors, and the uh, leadership council. I bring you all greetings from a name that is uh, above every name, a name that the Bible declares that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Does anybody know that name that I'm talking about this morning, Jesus the Christ? I don't want to stand before you all too long. I'm coming from Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Quickly, please. It's the first chapter in the New Testament. I want you all to see it while I read it with you. You're moving too slow. <laughs> On coming to the house, they saw the child. Now, how did I do a minute and 20 seconds that? Because there's no way. There's no way. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. Somebody say worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. New Hanover. Last year, the stock market was shaky about the future of the toy industry coming out of this year's Christmas. When America's largest consumer supplier, first it was KB Toys, and then it was Toys R Us when they filed bankruptcy. Inching up towards the Christmas season, they are utterly surprised that trends show purchases the highest that they've been with a 7% increase. What they didn't factor is that children don't care where you get their presents from, just as long as they're packaged under their tree. Last year's toy receipts from uh, December 2022 reached $27 billion. Toy manufacturers are determined to find the outlet to handle their merchandise. All of the innovators should take heed that just because one platform is not amenable to promote your product or provide or service or capable to handle your idea, it doesn't mean that it won't be met with supernatural success. There's a demand for what you offer, and the earth is trying to find it. There was a wife in 1956. She was on vacation in Switzerland. And she saw a small shop window, and there was a doll. She bought that dial to the United States and decided to radicalize the market at the exact same time that the country would be considered ultra-conservative. The story they told retailers was that this dial was going to help girls escort them into puberty. They named her Barbie, after the creator's daughter. Today, the gross of Barbie sales is $5 billion dollars. Largely, it is a miracle in a backdrop in a technological age. 
what you have conceptualized in your mind may in fact be ahead of your time. Because Barbie was introduced in 1956 and in 2023, Barbie is still may tell toys company's highest seller. Many did not believe that Barbie in 1956 would sell because in that hour, they didn't have anything in that market, particularly for children that had curves, that had a shape. Everything was up, straightened down. I want to say to you this morning that God's plan often comes with curves. He told the children of Israel that in order for you to get where you're supposed to be, you got to walk around the wall seven times. And here's the curve is that when you go around the wall, don't say a word. What you've been fighting against may very well just be God's curve. Just because he knows that you're going to experience some turbulence, you're going to go through some things that will throw you off your kilter. But if you stay the course, you're still going to arrive at your destination. I need the person beside you to know that you are not up against an obstacle. You're only just facing a curve. And in 1951, a gentleman by the name of George Lerner, a young toy inventor from Brooklyn, New York, hatched an idea that children will in fact receive a box full of plastic articles, a plastic nose, a plastic eye, plastic ears, plastic mustache, and plastic pieces of hair. The intention was for children to put the objects on pieces of fruit and vegetables in their home. They initially thought that it would be a poor waste of food and would be evidence of bad stewardship. Why would you use food to play with when there were so many people who were absent of food? Why would we make food a toy for children when they don't even want to eat their vegetables? So as an answer to the original idea, they coined what? Mr. Potato Head. So they would not be an actual starch or vegetable, but it would be something to play with. It would make you shudder to your core that in 1951, the originator of Mr. Potato Head only received $500. $500 was just a 5% royalty because they didn't believe his idea would go anywhere. And a question new Hanover that I've got to ask you is because you don't have plastic eyes, you got real ones. But with your real eyes, what are you putting them on? I will look to the hills from which cometh my help. Dr. Zor wrote a book, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Are your eyes looking at God or are they fixed on the stock market? What are your eyes looking at? Are you changing hats because you've been wearing the same hat for so long that you forgot that God has gifted you with options? That in this season of your life, that I know it may seem uncomfortable, but it is now due time for you to start doing something different. I'm, I'm taking off the helmet, why? Because I'm tired of being tackled. I'm taking off the construction head. Why? Because I'm tired of building, but never finishing anything. Maybe God wants you to change hats and maybe not for what you're getting paid for, but for what you have a passion for. What are you putting your mouth on? You got to begin speaking of those that are not 
as though they already are. But do you consistently talk yourself out of your own destiny? Talk yourself out of your own call. Talk yourself out of your own assignment. You've got to start telling people, stop putting your mouth on my idea. How about this one? Just because you failed at it doesn't mean I won't accomplish it. Sometimes you got to begin to praise God with your mouth, even when your mind doesn't believe that it should come to pass. Can I pause right here very quickly because I need God to understand that we at New Hanover are committed to blessing him at all times, even when we don't understand what he's up to. Would you do me a favor? Would you open up your mouth and give God your best sound of worship for what you believe God will do? Come on, let's celebrate God right now. Open up your mouth like you believe that God is going to do something. It's hard to fathom. But until 1953, all toy soldiers were made out of metal or inflexible plastic. Yet, there was a gentleman named Larry Lerner in 1963 who believed soldiers for boys should be able to strike realistic poses, handle weapons, and fit in armored vehicles. This spawned the line of what we now know as The enemy is not going to know what to do about you because for so long you've been fixed in one position. But brace yourself this morning because uh, in 2023, the dawn of a new year and your position is about to change. He's tired of seeing you in the same place, G.I. Joe, in the same cycle doing the exact same thing. But those of you that are excited about your next position, I'm only talking to four people, maybe they're even just online, but I said that your position is about to change. Did y'all just hear what I just said, church? The person beside you doesn't believe it, so let me not speak to them. I'm only gonna preach to you. Your position in life is getting ready to change. Y'all thought I was preaching. I'm prophesying this morning that your position... Is getting ready to change. Let me say it this way. Your financial position is getting ready to change. Give God some glory. How about this one? Your position about ideas is getting ready to change. For the people that don't like you, they better brace themselves because your position in life is getting ready to change. Matter of fact, those who prayed for your downfall can get their refund right now because your occupational position is getting ready to change. The position where you currently live is getting ready to change. And enemy, if you can hear me, don't play with me because even when I change my position, I still serve the same God. God says, when I change your position, I'm giving you the ammunition you need in order to fight off the fiery darts of the enemy because your position is about to change. And in the next seven weeks, the leadership team is going to focus on a relationship that God provides for us, God with us. And we're collectively looking at a book from Max Lucado, Jesus, the God who knows your name. Somebody say, God knows my name. 
And because God knows your name, he tailors everything specific for you. But the question I want to ask you coming out of, uh, of this Christmas season, getting ready for birthdays, is what are you giving your children? What did your presence say about what you think their gifts are? What did your presence say about your expectation relevant to their gift? Are you giving your children just anything? What did you give your grandchildren that will help develop their gifts? Are you making an investment in their assignment? Do you believe that what you are giving them will push them towards greatness or will it keep them stuck in status quo? Are you giving your children, your grandchildren, your godchildren gifts that will develop them or just entertain them? And perhaps the problem with gifted people is reflective of how even we operate in the body of Christ called the church. Pastor, what do you mean by that? Because many of us believe that our gifts are just for entertainment and, and we do not believe that our gifts are to be developed. So you stand up in church and operate out of your gift with no consecration, with no prayer, with no mental preparation, with no fasting, with no spiritual disciplines. You just jump out the bed and dance, jump out the bed and sing, jump out the bed and read scripture, but you've done nothing to cultivate your gift. God said, my house is not a theater. This is not the Kimmel Center. When I come into your house, it ought to be pointing me back to God. But if you only do your gift for applause and cheers and accolades, you are not a worshiper. You are just an entertainer. God is asking, what did you do to cultivate your gift? And Max Cotto, he digests. And he examines that the announcement was made to Joseph. The announcement was made to Mary. That when Jesus was born, there were three wise men that followed him. Jesus was a man, but he was also God. Summed up in the Hebrew word Emmanuel, which means God be with us. Remember, Jesus' birth had been foretold long before even the birth of John the Baptist. So Jesus was fully divine, all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful. Yet the Bible makes it perfectly clear that he was also all-human. And they followed the star to see this infant who would change this world. And I need you to be aware, I need you to be cognizant of the fact that... Uh, that the wise men came to this baby who at the time, I'm in Matthew 2, he's about three months old. And when they finally get to him, did you notice they didn't bring Jesus a G.I. Joe? They didn't bring Jesus a Barbie doll. And they didn't bring Jesus a Mr. Potato Head. Because they understood that the value with his destiny was not to be played with. That this is getting ready to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He don't need no PS5. He needs strategies. God, I can't hear nobody. 
And so many of us are crippling our children because we just give them stuff to play with and nothing to think with. So our children are going to beg you for $225 sneakers but can't read through a wet paper bag. So you'll buy them a PlayStation but won't spend money on a tutor. The devil is a liar, church. What are you doing to cultivate their gifts? That they have all the latest games but still can't congregate verbs, still can't reduce fractions, still can't read through a chapter, still can't get their homework done. And you pay no attention to it, but you want to make sure that they can keep up with their cousins who are just equally illiterate. What are we doing to cultivate their gifts? You already know the school district struggles. Meanwhile, you're not going over any homework, and then you want to go to the school and fight the teacher. It ain't the teacher's fault. You're a bad parent. It's your fault that you're not holding yourself accountable for the children's spirit of excellence. And they say, what we bring to Jesus, listen to me, has got to be something serious because I recognize who it is that he is. He's Emmanuel. And I recognize what you are becoming. I recognize what your potential is. And you can always know how well somebody knows you based off what they give you. God, y'all missed it. You can tell whether you had intimate space or shared intimate space with them based off whether or not they spent time with you. There's even people at your job, you don't even get offended because they don't really know you. They just work with you. And I wonder when it is, even when you come to church on Sunday morning, and you give God a gift. When God looks at that gift, he's got to be asking himself, do they really know me that they, would, that they would just give me that in the offering and think that that's enough for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords after all that I've done for them and even died for them and woke them up this morning? That that's the kind of gift they're going to give me? He says, no, I'm not giving you that. And the wise men who anticipated the need before Jesus even cried for it. And here we are today. I want God to send three people into your life who will anticipate your need that you won't even have to ask for it. I want God to send three people in your life who are so in tune in you that they can tell that you're going through and don't even need to see you. That they're talking to you on the phone and because there's a quiver in your voice that they're able to ask, are you sure you all right? I just need three people who are directed to you by God who will learn how to build you up and not always speak negativity over your call and your assignment. My prayer when we leave today is that three wise people will be assigned in your life. Matter of fact, lift up those hands. I want to pray, Lord, send me three wise people right now. Come on, lift up those hands. I want to hear you right now. Lift up, Lord, send me three wise people right now in my life. God, we thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, on the forefront for seeing the need before we even have a challenge for it. 
before we even need to beg for it. We give you glory this morning, asking you, God, to continue to cover us. Let your words continue to go forward so that someone might come asking, what must they do to be saved? In Jesus' name we do pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen.